My name is Haley Cole. I am a spiritual coach, mentor, podcaster, and I thought that I would give you a little bit of background about my spiritual journey of how I got to be all of those things. So my spiritual journey started at a pretty young age, actually, for the first eight years of my life. My family was pretty Catholic. I grew up in a small town. Um, unfortunately, sometimes that means it's also, you know, small-minded. But we went to church every Sunday. We practiced Catholicism, I guess you could say. Yeah, we did. And eventually it got to a point where I think my parents were kind of going on their own spiritual journey. No, they definitely were. (laughs) Um, They went on their own spiritual journey. And we're trying to figure out other, I think, ways of thinking and they just wanted to explore. And so as a result, my brothers and I kind of went on, we're along for the ride with them. And, uh, which was really, really cool because it was kind of like getting to see your parents in this, a whole other form of childlike wonder when you are also a child. So we got to experience all these things for the first time together, which was really cool. So uh, the first thing that I really, really remember that really flipped the switch was my, I was in third grade. So around like eight, my mom came home and she had a session with a shaman energy healer. And I was listening to what she was saying and I was like, this is so cool. She was talking about having a spirit animal and just the work that he did and the energy work on her. And it was really the first time we were ever really exposed to something like this. And so I thought it was really cool. So I asked if I could please have a session with him too. And she said, yes. So I went and had a session with him and I just remember going in and I thought it was so cool. Everything that he was saying just really felt right to me. You know, growing up, I, I, I am and was pretty intuitive. And at that point in time, you know, I didn't really understand what that really was or what it meant. And so it was like really the first time where I felt like somebody understood me uh, in a deep way that I hadn't really experienced yet in my life. And, you know, my parents are great. They're amazing, but they didn't know that stuff quite yet. So they didn't, I don't think really, they really just didn't understand, you know, how to exactly deal with that quite then. And so that was really the first time where I just felt, I, something just felt so right to me. And, I got my spirit animal. I thought this guy was super cool and did all this energy work on me. I left feeling so much better and I just wanted to learn as much as I could about what he was talking about. And, you know, as, as much as I could try and figure out, you know, at like eight or nine years old, uh, I tried to learn as much as I could. And eventually my parents met this feng shui master who came to the house. He also studied as a monk for a little while. And I think his official title, it's like Lama or Yama. I'm going to have to ask him. Um, but yeah, he, he studied for a monk as a little while as feng shui master. He's also a Reiki master, um, does a lot of healing work. And he came to the house and feng shui at our house, told my parents what to put where because of the way the energy was flowing and the way our house was set up and how certain things worked in certain areas, what area of the house was, held certain energy. And after that, my family became pretty close with him. 
we, he became a really close family friend of ours and would come to the house and stay for a weekend, sometimes a day because he lived pretty close and would teach my brothers and I kind of these little spirituality lessons. And so we learned all about how to meditate and all about energies and he talked about the fairies sometimes and sometimes aliens, which is really cool and different realms and dimensions and just how things worked. But it came from a very grounded place at the same time. So it just really resonated with me and it just felt so right. And I loved learning about it. It felt like the best version of school that I could possibly get because I didn't like the, I didn't love going to school. So this was like, I actually like learning about this stuff, which was really cool. And so from then I was about 14 and he actually started doing kind of these formal workshops and classes with people in the area. And he, at one point he taught uh, all about the chakras and how to see how one is blocked and if it's blocked, what to do to unblock it. And just what each chakra really functions and what's what energy holds and how to make sure the energy is flowing and the way how the auric field works. And there was one class about the ascended masters and gods and goddesses and, and who to call on for what and all about the angels and abundance and just all about and healing and how to work with and how to work with the shadow side of you, which is pretty much just kind of another way of saying you're, you're kind of wounded inner child that might need some attention (laughs) for healing. So he taught us all about that and he's still in our life. He's coming to teach a class pretty soon. (laughs) And he, so he was an awesome, amazing person to have in my life at that time. And at 14, he attuned me to Reiki and started the that process. And at 16, I became a Karuna and Usuri Reiki master, which is an incredible energy to work with. I a lot of people see um, kind of the function of one-on-one healings, which is so so true. But there's so many other ways to utilize it because it's such a loving and gentle, versatile energy to work with and it can be used to set up a sacred space to clear out a space to clear yourself out I do working on myself all the time um, to really help I mean it works with the chakras a lot so really help with certain chakras and how to open them when I podcast I tend to work with um, the energy a lot just to make sure that my chakras are flowing and aligned and the throat chakras open and all that kind of stuff so it definitely has been such an incredible thing to be able to pull from. And after that, so I was um, in high school at that time and, you know, kind of in my everyday life, I wasn't very open about this stuff. I, I felt weird anyway, and I felt like an outsider anyway, and I knew I didn't quite fit in. And so all of this other stuff on top of it, it just made it feel even more so. And the times I did try and kind of open up about it, it didn't always go great. And I felt like I didn't do it justice because at the same time, I was also going to see people like Ama, who, um, for those of you who don't know, she, she's a hugging 
um, they call her the hugging saint. She goes around and gives blessings by hugging people and Sri Kunamai and Mother Mira and um, Derek, I got to meet Derek O'Neill and just these really amazing, incredible, very, very spiritual and enlightened beings. And so I didn't always quite know how to explain them to people either. And just the stuff I was learning to it, there was definitely a part of it where I was like, didn't, I was almost ashamed because I didn't, I didn't want it to be tainted. And it did feel so right to me that I was afraid if I explained it wrong or if I told somebody they would think it's weird, which even now looking back, I, I do think that's stupid, but I didn't, I was, wasn't open about it because I was so scared to really show who I was. And so I kind of just hid that part of me from the world and I wasn't that open about it. And as I went into my late teens and early twenties, so later high school into college, I think because I wasn't open with it, I, I didn't shut it off. I never shut it off. It was always such a huge part of my life, but I definitely kind of quieted it down a little bit. You know, I made pretty not great decisions. I got into pretty toxic relationship. Um, I developed an eating disorder. I put, got put on academic probation with the university because I let my grades slip so badly because my anxiety was through the roof and I definitely had a little bit of depression and I did turn that around and I graduated fine and everything like that. And then when I did graduate, I was definitely drinking way too much too. And then when I did finally graduate, I had gotten a job that was about an hour and a half away from where I lived. So there was kind of this like a beach town, but it was really an island. And I moved to that and it was about an hour and a half away from where I grew up. And about a month after moving there, I was assaulted. And that was really as hard as it was, it was also such a giant wake up call because I didn't even really want to get a bed out of the morning, but I wanted this job because I was only an intern really. And in order to do that, I had to at least pretend to be happy. And I tried for a little while, but you know, by the time I would walk out and get to my car, I was just so spent from pretending to be something I wasn't like I would it was kind of like I was just this empty shell and just numb. And I remember getting to my car one day and just feeling like I was just done feeling this way. I, I was so ready to just get better and feel better. Finally, you know, it was kind of to the point where it was getting to years of really forgetting what kind of happiness felt like you know, I would have spurts and moments of it, but never, it was never this constant thing. It was always pretty fleeting. And for the most part, I was just kind of numb or sad or angry or upset. And I just remember sitting there being like, you know what? I surrender. I just, I want to feel better. I see this person who I could be and I know that she's there and I know that it's completely possible for me to get to her. I just, I need to, I need to figure out how to do so. And that day I just, I started this very deep, deep healing process. And as a result, 
because I had all these tools to really draw from because of what I learned for so long, I was able to utilize them. And I would literally treat healing like it was my second job. I would get out of work and I would immediately go work out and do a workout that not only made me physically stronger, but also mentally stronger. And I would go home, shower, eat dinner, and then immediately go into meditation. I would have a goal set during before the meditation to make sure that I tackled if something came up, then I would deal with it and work with that shadow self and that inner child that needed to be healed. I would do a deep dive into the chakras and figure out what trauma was caused them to be blocked and how can I get the energy flowing again. So it was just this very intense period of healing. And after I got out of the meditations, I, I didn't let myself watch TV during the week. I only let myself journal or read. And if I read something, it had to be a high vibrational book. So it had to be something that contributed to healing in some way or taught me something. So it was about a year and a half of this and it worked. You know, there were some days where of course I just, I had to release. I cried. I screamed in my car because I didn't know what to do with the pain I was feeling sometimes, but you know, it did work. And it was because I had these tools that I learned when I was younger. I was so, so lucky. And I remember getting to the other side of it. And during this process, I kind of dawned on me of what my purpose is here, or at least part of it, because I do believe we have multiple. And that's really what jump-started me starting a blog and really helping people along their spiritual path, because I know how how grateful I am to have that person in my life that I wanted to be that for somebody else and give them the tools to be able to utilize in their everyday lives and to use my voice and not be ashamed of who I am or what I believe in or what I can do to help people. Cause that's really all I really want to do. You know, I think that's we're all here to experience joy and love and light and to serve and to learn some things along the way. And that I know that my experiences so far can really, I hope help somebody else. And if there is somebody who is, you know, where I was and when I was sitting in my car, you know, it, you're not alone in this. It's, it's so worth it to commit yourself to being that person that you see, even if that person is far away. And so just know that you are loved and you are loved. So you deserve everything good in the world. Thank you so much for listening to my story. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard. And we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time.